You should see our excitement when we realize there's a new podcast review. We both do little happy dances. Shout out to Thalia for leaving us a review. They said, absolutely wonderful. I can't recommend this podcast enough. Hannah and Morgan are natural broadcasters and should consider pursuing it more. Every episode has helpful information and insights that they graciously share for free. They're creating a wonderful space for weight-inclusive innovators that is much needed. Subscribe and listen to this podcast and you won't regret it. Thanks so much, Thalia. If you are loving the podcast, be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business. The good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. Today, we have an incredible duo joining us to talk about all things collaboration between disciplines, building out different offerings in your business, and the power of having a niche. Let me introduce you to Bree Campos and Amanda Mittman. Brianna Bree Campos, LPC, she, her, is a licensed mental health counselor based in New Jersey. As a body image educator and the founder of Body Image with Bree, she's passionate about all things body image and practices through the lens of health at every size and intuitive eating. Utilizing a weight-inclusive approach, she combines her clinical skills and lived experience to teach others how to maneuver through their own unique body image journeys. Follow her on Instagram at Body Image with Bree and visit her online. We also have Amanda Mittman with us. Amanda Mittman, MSRDN, LDN, she, her pronouns, is the owner of Happy Valley Nutrition, the only weight-inclusive and fat-positive group practice of dietitians in Western Massachusetts. Also known as the Bitchin' Body Image RD, Amanda's passion is working with clients and clinicians around body image. She now supports dietitians to help them feel like rock star dietitians in their counseling skills around body image. Amanda is a visiting lecturer and guest speaker at the University of Massachusetts Amherst and other local universities and enjoys educating college-age nutrition students on practicing from a weight-neutral perspective. For fun, Amanda loves a good reading challenge, 43 books and counting this year so far, holy shit, hanging out with her two labradoodles and eating chocolate. Let's dive into our conversation with Bree and Amanda. Hello, Brie and Amanda. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. Hi, so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. 100%. So because this is a business podcast, we really want to hone in and get the scoop on all the behind the scenes things in collaboration between businesses, creating different offerings and the power of niches. Before we dive in, can we talk about 43 books that you've read, Amanda? What the heck? I know. I know it's, it's a, it's a challenge and my goal is like 50 books and I'm going strong. I have to read, I guess, seven more by the end of the year. And that's what I do. Spare time. So doable. What spare, spare time? time. Yeah. Well, well, I've seen your calendar. I don't know how you do it. It happens late at night. Man. I have, my goal has always been uh, for the last three years to do like 20 books in 2020, 21 books in 2021. I love that. Okay. So I'm, my goal and I've never, I've never hit it. So we'll just own that. I'm 11 books into 2022. And I was like, there's no chance that I'm going to be able to read 11 more books this year. So the trick is also to read and listen to audio books in the car, which doubles it up for me and it's making it go a lot faster. So there just go. always and, another way. And you I just right want to speak to that. Like for a long time, like I was, an, I was an English major. I went to grad school and I always told myself audible or like listening isn't reading. That is ableist. And we don't prescribe to that. That is just as much reading. So mm-hmm. let's hear for some audio books. So then anyone needs a recommendation, that. we're good. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm very particular about like who's who's narrating it. And so Agreed. I just finished listening to Taste and it's by Stanley Tucci, narrated by Stanley Tucci. And it was 
so good. And so I feel like it's awesome when like, it's a autobiography and the, yes. uh, the person's actually narrating it. Yes. Well, if I can make a quick recommendation, I just listened to Randy Rainbow's Playing With Myself, narrated by Randy Rainbow. And if you don't know who he is, he made all those really funny videos during the election time and like these spoofs. It was narrated by him. And so he's pretty fabulous. So opening up my Goodreads right Good. after this. Okay. <laughs> so Morgan and I love a collaboration. As you can tell with the podcast, this would not be a thing if we weren't both doing this. We talk about that all the time. So we really want to hear about what your journey has like been like coming together. How did you guys meet? Tell us about your work together, especially as different disciplines. Do you want me to start? Please? I think you should. I slid into Bree's DMs like three years ago. <laughs> As we do. Yeah. And obviously I'm a registered dietitian and there was, you know, I really love doing disordered eating counseling, chronic dieting. And the one piece that is really missing out of our education is body image. And so I'm the type of person who, when I want to know something, I go to like the person and then like worm my way in and be like, help me, help me. Like, you know, you know all of it. So I think it was almost three, three years ago, um, Brie had posted on Instagram that she was running a group um, for providers. And so I slid in there and I was like, can I be a part of your group? And um, Brie has been my supervisor and mentor um, for about three years now. So that's kind of how, how we've collaborated in that space. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely echo that. I mean, so I I always say that I was an accidental entrepreneur. Um, I started really like honing in on offering stuff on Instagram during the pandemic when my quote unquote reliable job was no longer reliable. And I remember I, I was working with a coach and she was like, I think we should make this public offer for providers. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, who who am I to teach these other providers? And I opened the doors and like people just flooded to it. And I was so overwhelmed. And, uh, and then, you know, interacting with people like Amanda who they get it. They, they get the body image stuff and, you know, there's, I could do it all myself, which we know is not possible, but I can train other people to be able to do it. And so watching Amanda just soar and just really hone in that mastery of body image skills, like there is no one else I would trust implicitly to teach other dietitians to help understand body image other than Amanda. And that is because I have watched her own growth and her implementation of the skills. And I'm not just saying that, like I actually genuinely trust her. So when she came to me with this bitchin' body image RD, I loved it. And I was like, let's set this on fire and let's go, let's do this. This dynamic is reminding me so much of a book I actually just read full circle here talking about books. And the book is called Super Boss. And I know it's not quite like a, a boss employee relationship, but it's really like that mentor mentee of if you're doing a really fucking good job and like in the perfect symbiosis of mentor and mentee, if someone really wanting to learn and do the work, the mentee often goes off into the world and like does something similar to the mentor. And that is like the best gift that someone who's a leader can have of like, I influence this person so much and we work together so well that now they are doing something similar to me and I'm so fucking proud of them. And I just, I just see that playing out here and think it's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I will say that, um, you know, the wonderful thing about having a mentor and being that kind of mentee and going out in the world and doing that is that, you know, I've told Brie, I'm like, I'm horrible at Instagram. Morgan knows how, like, it's not my jam. Like, I'm not trying to be a body image. You know, I'm not trying to do what Brie is doing. We kind of dialed it back and said, all right, what, what is missing? Who are people that I can work with that perhaps um, maybe don't know about Brie yet? Or, you know, Brie tends to coach kind of higher level people. What about new dietitians? So, we kind of work together to think, all right, so what are some of the other niches that, you know, need a little bit more support um, in terms of body image? So it's a really nice collaboration. Um, and I do feel so supported um, by my mentor, which is so fun. Can you tell us a little bit about 
what the collaboration between you two is. So I, I know, Amanda, like you said, you have the bitch and body image mm-hmm. RD stuff. How is Brie kind of looped in there with you? What does that look like? How yeah. did you guys, how are you navigating coming together on this? As I've, as my business has expanded, my most ideal client has changed. And so maybe in the beginning, it was the body griever. And now it's the body griever turned CEO. Like that is my most exciting, like the thing that lights my soul on fire. There is also a point in which I don't like, I don't necessarily want to go beyond that. Like what my coach does with me, I, I don't want to necessarily, you know, get into, you know, other parts of scaling. Like I like that intermediate entrepreneurship where it's like, I know you have this offer and how do we utilize Instagram and just our skill in order to market that. And so I came up with an individualized program called My Body Image Excavators, which was a private invite only. It was um, a nine-month commitment where I take these providers behind the scenes of my body image method, which is the body grievers method. And we collaborate on some business strategy. And so I had asked Amanda and, and Amanda, can I share a little bit about some of the things we've talked about? Okay. So one of the things Amanda said to me, we had done an intensive at one point and she said, Brie, I feel like a jack of all trade and a master of none. And I could hear the, the, what we call in 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 body image three, we call that that gremlin dialogue of you have to continue to learn to be an expert. But what would it look like to utilize the information you have right now to help the person who is where you were? How do we reach our most ideal client? Being how do we help the person who we needed when we were starting? And so Amanda went all in in this program. We went from originally creating uh, a body image uh, program. She has the Anti-Diet Society. And she saw like all of her efforts being rewarded in the people signing up. And her ideal client changed and said, you know what? I really want to help newer dietitians to the body image game to become competent in body image. And, And that's sort of how I think bitch and body image RD kind of was born. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think I felt like a, that, that jack of all trades, master of none after I finished my master's in functional nutrition. And I was like, how do I do body image and functional nutrition and run a business? It was too much. And so, you know, working with three, especially helped me narrow down what I wanted to do. And it was really hard being like, all right, I was just in grad school for how many years and did all that work. And I don't really want to use it very much. (laughs) I want to focus on this. So that was really helpful to kind of help clarify what is it that I wanted to do. And also, I mean, I think the collaboration happened because, you know, Brie is kind of her, her ideal client is changing to working with, you know, dietitians as well. Um, and I saw, I've been with Brie for three years and so I've watched her business grow. And so it's been so incredible to see that, which helps me then take risks in my business as well. Even though there's like a lot of those, you know, like, as, as you said, Brie, like, you know, what is it? Higher levels, newer levels, newer levels. Newer levels. devils. Yeah. So this is really new for me, but, um, it's really nice when you collaborate with your mentor and we're going to do a masterclass together. And, you know, she's been very, very available to kind of help build this out. Um, so it's been really fun. Could you tell us a little bit more, Amanda, about what Bitch and Body Image RDs is and is going to be? Yeah. So it's me. Um, and the reason why I called it Bitch and Body Image is really funny. If my mother is listening to this, which she probably isn't, she called me and said, I hate that name. It's like, thanks, mom. I didn't ask for your opinion at all, but really appreciate that. Um, And I wanted to call it that because I think, you know, body image is a very intense, serious, you know, emotional topic for 
clients for myself, but sometimes you have to add a little bit of levity and, and humor and lightheartedness um, in this. And I think dietitians or I know dietitians wait until they have all the information in order to act. I mean, I know that was me. And so bitch and body image, kind of like that in your face sort of persona um, is getting out there and just doing the work. And that's what Brie taught me, like, just, just do it. Just don't wait, try it. Right. And you don't have to dig all the way down. Just start the conversation. Right. So, um, so bitch and body image RD is going to be a course, um, a live interactive course. It's not going to be a, like an evergreen class or anything like that, because I personally don't take those because I, I'm reading. I don't have time. They're just like, they're in my inbox. So it's going to be live. And then it will also be supervision. So kind of what Bree did three years ago, um, when, when she first started, you know, that's kind of where, where I'm at, um, with that. And I'll just, I'll, you know, say something that's come into mind here too, is like one of the things that I see in, especially in the health that I resize intuitive eating space is a scarcity mentality. And so I imagine a lot of people would be afraid to collaborate because they're like, well, you know, this is going to take away from, from my ideal clients. And when you trust your business and you trust yourself, you will trust that the right people are going to gravitate towards you and the right clients are going to gravitate towards the people that you trust. And this is where like, so even just another one of my excavators, um, I handed her over a client because the client came to me thinking they were going to do the body grievers group and was ready, like ready to pay in full. And I said, honestly, I really think what you need is to make peace with your relationship with food. And that to me is running business with integrity because I'm not just taking anyone who's coming because they say they want it. I'm taking the people who I actually believe I'm going to be able to help you in the best possible way. I have chills to that, Brie, because I, you know, in the beginning of a business, we often, all of us don't have that mindset, right? Like there is a lot of that scarcity and fear-based and just like maybe at times having taken what we could. But when you get to a point in your business, when you are very clear, maybe and maybe it's a niche, right, of what you're offering, And when you have that abundance mindset of like, I actually think this is a better fit for you. That is the most peaceful I feel in my business. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you would describe it that way too, but just knowing exactly what you offer, having places to send people that you know is going to be really good for them and not feeling like, oh man, like I didn't get that one. What does that mean? Mm. And this, this goes all back to the mindset of running a business. And it's the same mindset that body grievers come to me with and body image RDs come to me with is there is a story playing out. Is the story informational or is it truth? And uh, I know, I know Brene Brown is deeply problematic, especially in when it comes to fat phobia. I was one of my books that I was listening to is, uh, Daring Greatly. And she says this quote in the book that the opposite of uh, scarcity is not abundance. The opposite of scarcity is enough. So if I can look at my business and think, how much is enough? Like, what do I need uh, to be able to pay myself, to pay my team, to run this operation in a, in a big scale way? If I can get what I need, I don't need to take more than that. I don't need to take everyone. And I don't think that we can do our best business practice when we're doing that. I want to just say that that was one of the best lessons that I've learned from Brie. And I think, especially as dietitians and helpers, we're pretty type A. And just in hustle culture, we're taught to push, 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 get bigger, bigger, bigger. And I've, I've worked with Hannah, you know, I started like, do I hire a dietitian? And now I have three. Um, and there, you know, it's all happened in a year and it's like, oh my God, do I keep pushing, pushing? And then you kind of realize like, well, well what do I really want? Like, what do I need to pay the bills? <laughs> what do I need to have the uh, lifestyle that I want? How big does this really need to get? Am I pushing just for the sake of pushing? Because we can't keep, we can't, you'll burn out. I mean, I think we've all probably been in a state of burnout here and we recognize it. And I know that comes from me when I'm 
pushing too hard or above what I really need. And so it's like, yeah, I've got a kid. I have a husband. Like there's only so much that I can do and I have books to read. Right. So there's only so much that I can do. Um, so I think knowing what enough is, is one of the best business lessons, I think. Mm, 100%. Yeah. What I'd love to do is just kind of comment on this as well as like, you know, and, you know, one of the, one of the biggest gremlins that comes up, uh, for a lot of beginning entrepreneurs is this like, how do I be anti-capitalist in a capitalistic world? Like, how do I make money and also not be part of the system? And I actually think Amanda has done that so beautifully. Amanda has a very profitable and successful insurance-based practice, which makes the services accessible to clients. And now we are creating a new stream of revenue for her that allows her business to grow even more. And I think if people could think of it like that, and one of the things, one of my uh, mentors in business is Rachel Rogers, who uh, wrote the book, We Should All Be Millionaires. And one of the things she says inside of her program is that uh, women or non-white straight men will invest 90% of their earnings back into their communities and to their families and into their support systems, while straight cisgendered men will invest 30 So the more that we have money, the more good we're going to be able to do in the spaces that actually need us. Well, I have not heard that. And I want to, I want to mull on that a bit. We need to send a note to Rachel Rogers to record her audiobook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have the physical copy, but I want to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. So to bring it back a little bit with y'all's collaboration, first of all, I, I love how you just feed off of each other. I think that's a really good sign of like, makes sense. Y'all are doing this project together. Like there's so much harmony there. We love to see it. We're curious about what systems do you guys have in place, if any, um, to hold the lines of intellectual property, boundaries, individual projects that you're doing that come together in collaboration, like any particular pieces you had to really think about? Well, I would say for me, again, in that abundance mindset that I, I am not worried that Amanda is going to take my stuff and run with it and then say, I'm Amanda with body image <laughs> or body image with Amanda. <laughs> it have the same ring, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. And it's, and the reason is because I know that my framework is uniquely mine and that I can continue to teach, but I know that it's in my brain. And so even at the end of the day, if somebody were to take my method, that my brain is not replicatable. And so uh, as a high-level excavator, Amanda has high access to all of my high-level resources. Her providers get access to my high-level courses. Her clients have the ability to have access to my body grievers course as an incentive to continue to work with me. But in that Amanda's already made the investment, which means I trust her implicitly. And so if Amanda were to go and take it, I know, I know that she would do it with integrity. And I also know that I would have the, the ability and skills to help her scale to where she wants to be. And I know she has her own framework. And we're such, you know, I don't know if I'd ever put the word bitchin' in a title for something, but she would. And that's going to attract a lot of people who might not have come to work with me, maybe wanted, you know, my, my information and resources, but are like, yeah, I need this like sassy bitchin' RD course. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I make it very known who my mentor is and where I learned all my information from. And I do have a very pretty certificate that I was gifted a couple of weekends ago that says I have been trained in the body grievers method and I'm waiting for my little symbol or something I can put on my website, please. Um, but you know, I make that very known, right. That like this, this is where I've learned this from. Um, this is how you get to Brie. I mean, I think most, a lot of people know who Brie is. Um, and I'm certainly not trying to be, you know, 
Brie or or have her kind of Instagram following. <laughs> I finally made my first reel. Have yet to post it, but it's there. Um, so so you know slowly but surely. But I have my own business goals, and they look very different from what Brie's goals are. You know, I mean, I I know exactly kind of what I need to do and what I want to do and what I can handle. Um, and it's much more pared down than than what Brie offers. So. That's because Brie doesn't always uh, know what's in her capacity. And she's like, I have an idea. <laughs> Let's oh do God. it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sounds like I, <laughs> I did think of you today, Amanda, because I did a Shits Creek uh, uh, reel. I don't know if you got a chance to see it yet. <laughs> I will get on Instagram. I am it, was, it was David and okay. Moira. You just fold in the cheese. That's How do you do my- that? favorite scene from that series. I love that show. But that one or the like, it's a write-off. Oh, yeah. We did that a lot on our uh, business retreat and we were like, that's just, it's a write-off. It's a write-off. It's a business write-off. Write it off. Exactly. That was literally me and Hannah, we were booking plane tickets to Costa Rica. Like, we're, Costa Rica. We're like, it's a write-off. This is paying yeah. for it. It's fine. Rental car? Write-off. Rental car. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so thankful for y'all sharing, sharing that though, of just kind of like how y'all work together. I feel like a lot of times I've had conversations with people who are like, well, like, I think this would be really fun to do with someone else, but I'm really worried about like what that collaboration looks like. Um, and it's always like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I'm just your gut gal. And so when Hannah and I were like, let's like, let's do this podcast. Like it just felt good in my gut. And I knew that we were like on the same page. We actually did type up a, like, if shit hits the fan, Google Doc, nice. just to have in case. I forgot um, about that. But it, I mean, but that's also like, I mean, it's like this, like a standard contract too, right? When you have a contract in place for business, it allows even more vulnerability because you have something protecting you. And so you don't have to hold back as much. I was just going to say that a contract is a great way to to protect yourself. Um, Morgan, I'm curious, do you know what your Enneagram is? Me and Hannah are both sevens. Ah, okay. So you have... Uh, both a wing six and a wing eight. I Amanda knows I'm obsessed with the Enneagram. Yes, but what is that's so, that's great. I'm an Enneagram two. Okay, okay. And Amanda is an Enneagram four, even though she doesn't want to acknowledge it. No, I'm, what? I'm acknowledging it. It's okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> because m- most fours don't want to be typed as like because they're, they're individualist. But as as a two, one of the things that I know that's coming up a lot for me is because I love to help, sometimes that clouds my like need for boundaries. And uh, so having boundaries is something that I'm, you know, really working towards in my business and, you know, not being the person that can help everybody. And sometimes that's hard because I love to help people. Um but then when I get to work with people like Amanda, where it's easy, there's no secondary stories. There's no, um, you know, negative um, interactions. It's because the boundaries have been set and it's an equal give share. Uh, and if it's not, if you're experiencing that in business, it might be a good idea to look at, are there boundaries that are being crossed? I've only called you at 2 a.m. twice. So... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I probably I, would be up. Yeah, I would be fast asleep. But what I have, I will say, Brie, is like, again, I've been with you for so long as, and I've, and I've watched your boundaries really grow and get a lot stronger. And I know how much that is, di- how difficult that is because you are the consummate helper um, and you really give your time to people. And so to set those boundaries. And so it's also good for me to see as your mentee or my mentor you know, when you see other people do it, it's helpful in set in learning to set your own boundaries. Cause that's, that's really difficult to do. I'm always working on that. And definitely an important part of scaling. Cause essentially that's what's happening as well. Right. Brie can't be the person to help everybody. There's way too many people in the world that needs help. And so when you have trust and boundaries and like people you're connected to, and, and even arguably, I know when I think about group practice, I'm like, half of my clinicians are way fucking better than I am. Like, I would love to send you to them client um, or send them to you, whatever. Um, like, it's so good to have those people to be like, actually, this is what you're looking for. And it's not me because I can't be everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think that goes back to like the ability to trust 
your business and to trust yourself. And every time I would start getting scared in my business, my coach would say that to me. She would say, do you trust your business? And I'd be like, no. (laughs) And I think sometimes also in the echo chamber of the health at every size intuitive eating business place, there's a lot of negative Nancy's who are not seeing success. And and I have so much compassion for you. If that is you, if you're listening to this and you're like, it's easy for you to say because you have all of the success. You don't see my failures. I don't publicly post all of my failures all of the time, but it happens. Instagram's a highlight reel. And can you learn from it without the judgment? And that's the same thing I teach my body cravers, same thing I teach uh, my providers, and it's the same thing I'm learning myself. I literally made a note for myself to say how much I appreciated your transparency on Instagram yesterday about your fears behind the scenes, because you're totally right. Instagram is, is such a highlight reel. And, um, there's so many things that happen behind the scenes that you're like, here's my idea. And like, no one bites and you're like, (laughs) cool, we're pivoting. Um, also Brie, if you are okay, getting a little vulnerable, always, whenever you've been in the places where you haven't trusted your business. What has that process looked like to get to a place of trust? So, uh, great question. I mean, I'm I'm actually going to be doing this in a, a masterclass. By the time this airs, uh, the masterclass will have already happened, so people can get free access to it. We can we can make sure to we make sure to make sure to give that to you so that you can you can share that with folks. But I'm going to go behind the scenes of my most recent launch of my Body Grievers course. Where at the beginning of the month, I was not sure how we were going to pay the bills because some of my continuing MRR was ending and the signups weren't happening as fast as I would have liked them to. And my coach said to me, do you trust your business? And I said, yes. And then the next day I got a post from Indeed saying, come take this job. And I'm like, ooh, that's enticing. (laughs) And again... Do do I trust my business and do I trust myself to be able to effectively communicate the offer and and not in like a sleazy car salesman way, but like, look, I have this program. You can join me, but you don't have to. You have the opt-in and if you can't opt-in, I'll give you an extended payment plan so that you can opt in. And people utilize that option. So I went from the beginning of August having three people signed up to 23 people signed up. And like from organic reach alone, no ads, no, like nothing other than Instagram strategy and my email strategy, which is the unsung hero of this launch for sure. Huge email marketing girl. Cause you don't have to freaking fight an algorithm. It's awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you for giving us that insight. I feel like, and, it, yeah. and the humanness of it flipping so constantly, like there's days where I wake up and I'm like, I love this. And I've also had moments where I'm like, oh my God, do like, I need to return to corporate America, <laughs> quote unquote, corporate America and like, yeah. and figure something else out. So thanks for normalizing that. I even asked my coach, I was like, how much of this do you think is because of the, the, the a large amount of followers that I have on Instagram? And she said, it's certainly easier to pitch to a larger audience, but the reality is some of these people have been following your work for a long time. They know you, they trust you. And if if a larger audience means that I have a larger reach, that then that those odds are really bad. Cause then I only got 23 of 40,000, 45,000 people. But if from my most warm leads between my email and my Instagram, I got 23 people. That's amazing. And and like I it is the first time I brought back the Body Grievers group course in a way, like what had happened is I actually had to change the structure because like Amanda said, I was burning out that the model that existed was not sustainable. And so I had to put the offer to rest for a little bit and it made its comeback. And I was like, maybe it's too soon. Maybe I didn't warm them up enough because I gave myself time because I kept the the path like I followed our marketing strategy 
and I didn't internalize. Like they were there, they were floating around, but I was able to look at the narrative and be like, and this story isn't true and it doesn't have to be true for me. And it ain't over. Like it ain't over till doors close. And I would have never expected it to be as successful as it was. So we've heard you kind of toss around a few different offerings and some pivots that you're making. And I'm glad that you're you're talking this out a bit because we see a lot of providers get stuck in offering one revenue stream, which can be really important in the beginning, right? I know I talk when I talk with private practices and you know, people are having a hard time getting clients. So they're like, well, what if I do this or that? You know, I'll kind of coach them like, hey, let's get this thing, figure out what's going on here first before we add another revenue streams. Mm-hmm. But I think when you get to a certain point in your business and you're thinking about scaling, it makes sense to offer different things for different reasons. So we're wondering what has led you to create different levels of offerings. Like how do you choose what to yeah. offer, what price points? Well, uh, I'll say that like, again, I was an accidental entrepreneur. I started, I started my body grievers group one time and I just kind of threw it out there. And then I realized "Mm, I didn't really price that well. Like that was a lot of work. (laughs) And, and in my mind, it felt like a good price, but I didn't realize all of the other work that went into it. And, uh, and it was definitely like a struggle to get people to sign up. Then the pandemic happened and I went from 30 client hours a week to about 10 for a little while because it was really hard to, you know, just get people to commit to virtual therapy. And so I literally had nothing to lose. I was like, what the hell? Like, let's just see what happens. So I I offered up my body grievers group. I had raised the price a little bit. I look back at the my strategy. There was no strategy, um, but I I look back at how I sold it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was some bad. That was some bad, bad marketing. <laughs> like, let me list all of the deliverables for you. Like, it's a six week group, and it's this long, and this is why you should join. And as opposed to like a transformational marketing, all of that stuff. And I hit my first 10k month in my business on accident, and I was like, huh that's weird. And then I did it again. And so then I was like, okay, I'm seeing a pattern here. (laughs) This can't be accidental twice. And so that's when I reached out to a business coach for the first time. And she showed me how I could create this consistent revenue over and over and over again. And that's when we decided, you know, what if we were to also open up for providers as well? Because the last, the first time I had opened up to providers, I sent an email and was like, I'm going to do a summer supervision group. The group got filled before, like, like in an hour because it was so low priced because it was super accessible. People were like, I'm done. And I was like, oh, group filled. Never mind. And so she, she was the one who pushed me to charge uh, I think it was like 10 times what the original price was. <laughs> and I almost fell out of my seat. That's when I started realizing, oh, there's some money gremlins coming up. Oh, there's some self-esteem gremlins coming up. Like, I'm a helper. How can I help if I have to charge money and ask for money? And I put this new offer out there. This was my my body image supervision group, which is the one that Amanda did. And uh, I sold out four cohorts that first time. And that was also bad business. I did not realize that (laughs) I had, I was like, oh, more people are signing up. So now I have to make more groups for them. And what I can look at now is I exhausted all my warmest leads. So the next time I went to launch, it was not as effortless. Uh, And there were stories around that as well. And so as I've learned different pieces of my business, I see people who follow me, who will, will like, encourage me while also being like, oh, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're, you know, selling out all of your programs. And I'm like, let me help you. (laughs) And so that's how my third funnel of Helper to CEO uh, started, which was how do I help the person who was me when I started in business of what I didn't learn in school about marketing and selling my offers in a way that's aligned with my integrity. How do I work through those mindset hurdles? So I would say if you think of my business like a uh, like with different columns, I would say one is the body griever, the middle is the helper to CEO, and then the third is the the body image boot camp or working with the providers. And then just last year launched my body image excavators 
which was another like, hey, what if I combine these two two audiences together and see what happens? And I had three amazing excavators this last round and getting ready to gear up for another round. Uh, I'll be pitching that soon, but it's a private offer uh, or for those who've done my body image boot camp. Brie, what would you say is your most popular offering and your least popular? If it can even be categorized. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably my body image boot camp is the least popular offer, but it's a $2,500 course. Uh, and my most um, filled offer, I would say, would be my body grievers course because it's the lowest um, offer. And I think I predominantly have a lot of body grievers uh, who follow me. Um, and I have professionals that want to work with me. But yeah, the supervision really exhausts me. And that's where coming back to boundaries of I need people who are willing and ready to commit for a, a three-month container uh, to learn under me. And they can always buy my self-study. Uh, but I also don't promote my self-study because it's just another thing to do. So so just kind of focusing in on like the body grievers and kind of like the low ticket offering, medium ticket offering, high ticket offering, like low ticket, is that kind of, is that your like Instagram free content you're putting out that way? Middle offering would be the body grievers and then top offering would be the body excavators? So no. So okay. my, so my, for my body grievers, the body grievers live group course is the highest container they can work with me in. The low ticket comes back to my body griever grads where they can come back in and they can join the body grievers club. And it's a low cost monthly commitment where they can get master classes. They get hot seat coaching for free as long as they come on my podcast or come into my uh, provider space. And then um, my free content, much as my podcast and my Instagram is that low level. And then I, I've, I'm really trying to fill in other areas of that funnel. And so I just finished a, uh, I did a collaboration with some of the graduates of my helper to CEO program who are in the field of intuitive eating and, uh, and body image. And we made a, a low cost bundle for $97. So on the front facing offer, it was $97 for a jam packed bundle. And on the back end, we made almost $9,000 because we sold 91 bundles, which is not bad. It's not a bad day of business. No, <laughs> um, not bad at all. <laughs> I do also have my body grievers self-study course, but again, haven't been able to position or sell it because this is something else we've learned in business. If you don't promote your offers, they won't sell. <laughs> and so I know, like I know I have my, my funnels are kind of messy. I would say from the body, from the body image provider, I have my low ticket, uh, bundle, my body image bundle, which are three masterclasses that I had done, um, a sequence for a, a, a while ago. I did a three day free training and I upsold people into either my boot camp or into the bundle. And so that's like a $400 offer. Then I have the self study body image bootcamp course. If you join me live for the body image bootcamp course, it's like a $2,500 offer. And then my above that is my high level excavators, which is my smallest container because it's the highest offer. You should watch you your funnel. It is, it is magical. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. I get very confused with all, all the offers. We're like, wait, what's the funny? There's so many, but, but when, when Brie created a funnel for me, she's like, you need a funnel. And I was like, all right, let's do this. I've been in the private practice world, like running a private practice um, and, and kind of being in that, in that realm. And one of the reasons why I work with Brie is because like Hannah, like you said, you kind of get to a point where you're like, all right, now I'm ready to take on something else. And that's kind of where I kind of felt. Um, but to kind of create all those different offerings at different price points and kind of recognizing when you price something too low and the resentment meter goes up or, uh, really stretching and charging more. And then the gremlins kind of come up. Um, that is, that is all real, I would say. Yeah. And even for you, Amanda, like you had so many low cost offers. We said, we have to position this differently. We have to have something that is a higher tier that's going to attract a different buyer because you already offer all of these low cost things. And in order to make 
a financially profitable business, there has to be different tiers of revenue. Exactly. And of course, because my most of my business is insurance, right? And so that's only going to get you so far because I have X amount of dietitians who can see X amount of clients. And Correct. then that's that's the ceiling unless you hire more and more. And um, you know, I'm at three right now and I don't know. We'll see we'll see what happens. I said I was like, <laughs> you know, so that's why I sought you know, a different kind of way of doing things because I knew, okay, how much do I want to make? What do I need for my life? I don't think I was only going to get there running a small, it's a small group practice, you know, compared to, compared to Hannah's, but um, yeah, it's, it's helpful. to A small group practice that is still profitable in in many ways. Yes, it is. Yeah. I am so enjoying like just the business conversation here. Cause I know Brie, I've been following you for years and watching, like you produce excellent content around body image. And then to hear your brain full of strategy too, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you are fucking brilliant. <laughs> and so like, you know what you're talking about. And it's so fun to see Amanda in that space too, of like, Ooh, I'm going to like, I'm going to make this happen in my space as well. And I'm figuring out funnels and I'm doing the damn thing. So both of you are so fucking awesome. I am just so in awe. Thank you so much. Like that is the the best compliment ever. And I think that really even just thinking of myself as a as a body griever first, right? That I never would have imagined that my life would be as big as it is now. And when I figured out how I healed a lot of my own body grief, I made a course for it. When I figured out how to teach body image providers. I made a course for it. And when I figured out, oh, I did not have any of this strategy. When I started my business, I'm going to make a course about it. (laughs) And to come full circle, I actually, I was was in a, started in college as an education major. So I get, I'm getting to teach. I'm getting to do the thing that lights my heart on fire every single day. You are full circle. All right. So we want to wrap up the episode with a fun rapid fire question round. So we're going to ask you some questions and we want like your short, quick answer to them. We have seven questions, obviously, because we're Enneagram seven. So here we go. If your business was an animal, what would it be? A cheetah. Oh, I was going to say tiger. cats. (laughs) What is your favorite part of being an entrepreneur? Making money. (laughs) there. Yeah. I like, um, the freedom, making my own schedule, the freedom to, to kind of live the life on my terms. I feel like I just like to put a caveat that I like to make money because I like to help people. And I believe I can help people with money. Yes. <laughs> we know you. Yes. I know you know me, but <laughs> listeners might not know me. What is your morning routine to get ready for the day? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Still working on my uh, self-care. <laughs> Amanda's great with the ritual routines in the morning and all I, the days. Yes, I'm a morning exerciser. If it doesn't, if I don't do it in the morning, it doesn't happen. Helps me feel like a normal human being, and then get the kid ready for school. And you know, that's my morning routine, pretty much. If you had a thousand dollars today to spend on your business, like you were just handed it, how would you spend it? Oh crap! I mean, I would probably give it to my team because my team is just so hardworking and. Uh, yeah, I would split it up among them. I love that. I feel like I should answer that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say hire tech help to help me. <laughs> I think Morgan and, and Hannah know my, my uh, yeah. Anyway, and also, yes, I would love to give some to my team too. <laughs> tech, help. tech help is needed. Yes. What is the hardest decision you've had to make in your business? Hiring and firing. Sometimes I don't like to be the one that has to make a call. Yeah. I'm like, who who can make this decision? And usually my 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 admin Courtney's like, you are. I'm like, dang it. Are you sure? That's what I call, I don't want to be the boss today. Amen. Oh yeah. Mm. Yes, I feel that too. Uh for me, um, it the hardest decision so far was actually deciding to start a group practice. I'm I'm I was stuck on that one for a while. Yeah. What is your least favorite task that you've happily outsourced? Emails. <laughs> I actually blame that on my ADHD. Like sending an email takes me so long. So just having somebody who will like 
help me write it and send it off. I'm like, oh, I sent an email today. That's great. Uh, for me, keeping charts, I have my admin person track, you know, the, the uh, submission, uh, you know, submissions for appointment requests and things like that. So having an admin person to kind of outsource that and working within my electronic health record, she does all that and I want to do it. And lastly, what is the best thing you've eaten this week? I had cinnamon rolls on Sunday and they were like homemade and they were delicious. Okay. Well, I haven't eaten it yet, but I'm about to eat bagels, like good bagels with cream cheese and it, it's a Jewish holiday, so there's a lot. There's a lot of food coming up t- very soon, which I'm very excited about. So that will definitely be the best thing I've eaten all week. Woo! As we wrap up, can you let the listeners know where they can find you both online and the best way to connect with you? And feel free to share any upcoming offerings that you have as well. Yeah. So the best way to reach me is on the gram at Body Image with Brie. Uh, and if you listen to this podcast episode, you can just let me know. And that's how you found me. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if I remember when this pro, when this episode's going to launch. Um, but I think we are actually going to be gearing up for our master class, me and Amanda. Um, oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we are gearing up for our joint masterclass, me and Amanda on everything you think you know about body image is wrong. Love that name. And for me, you can find me also on, as the cool kids say it, the gram. Um, I'm at bitchin body image RD and you can download, um, I have a great guide on, it's called my client brought up body image. Now what? So picture, you know, a client saying something and, and, and deer in headlights. And so it's a guide to kind of get you going and start building your confidence. And then you can join my free Facebook group where I pop in there all the time and talk about clients I've had, help you with case studies, um, and just kind of foster community around building body image skills. So that can be found through um, the guide that I created. And Incredible. Um, Amanda and I are are always trying to learn the new lingo, uh, as the cool kids say. So our whole retreat, we kept saying, it's a vibe. And apparently the cool kids don't say that anymore. But it's a vibe for us. It is. It is it's definitely a vibe. A vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you both are a vibe Thank in the best way. Thank you so much for joining us. This was an incredible interview and I'm just so, I'm feeling really inspired by the business talk. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast to add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review and share with a friend to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. See you next week.